Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This week's guest is a former ESPN researcher and author of Trust the Grind, which is a nonfiction book where 16 world-class athletes were interviewed and they spoke on success habits to inspire the next generation. These superstars touched on productive tendencies like setting goals, eating right, developing self-confidence, thinking positive, and so much more. The book was most notably endorsed by NBA legend Jason Kidd and MMA star Paige Van Zant. Two weeks into its launch, the book ranked number one on Amazon's teen personal fitness and exercise bestsellers list. You guys, please welcome Jeremy Bandari to the show. Authentic Talks is all about authentic conversations. This show is all about growth, love, respect, success, mind, body, and spirit. If you're looking to grow and become your authentic self, then this is the podcast for you. And I am your host, Shantae. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, how are you today? I am good. Of course, I'm excited to have you here. So can you please share with us, like, who is Jeremy? Yeah, sure. So born and raised in Ashland, Massachusetts, pretty small town. Following, you know, graduation from high school, I attended uh, UMass right in Amherst, Massachusetts. So stayed in Massachusetts the first 20 odd years of my life. And following my graduation from college, I received a job offer from ESPN as a sports researcher, which was pretty awesome. And it was kind of like a dream job for me, someone who I'd always been invested in sports my whole life, always been a huge fan of the star athletes. And when I was in college, I started writing about sports and blogging for this website. So to get this opportunity, it was a no brainer to accept it. And the one thing about it was the position for the researcher job was in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I packed my bag, said my goodbyes, and the first time in my life, I wasn't going to be living in Massachusetts. So I, I drove down to Carolina for, I think it took like 13 odd hours or, or whatever, and, you know, found a roommate online, moved into an apartment, and just began working. And as a researcher for ESPN, 90% of the time you work on shows, you're creating content for shows, but in, in your off time, you're helping out everyone, whether that's people who are writing ESPN.com articles or people that just are in remote locations and need need some stats or whatnot and just helping create content for the company. And with that said, majority of the content and majority of the creative process that I was working with in my occupation was centered around stats and accolades and numbers, numbers, numbers. And I thought, man, you know, there's so much to these athletes, these, these awesome men and women. Let's try to I want to create something on my own that has to do with sports. It has the sports narrative, but let's shy away from the numbers and accolades and let's harp on how they got to where they were at because there's something in that. And and that's what we got with, with my book, trust the grind. Wow. I love it. That's awesome. 
So going back to your ESPN days, what was that like on a day-to-day? Like, did you have to go into the office every day or did you work from home? There was a beautiful office in, in Charlotte, North Carolina that I, that I went to every day. And, you know, a, a typical day is you go in and you open up any, any links or any uh, sports information that you can find. And then you go off to your show meeting and pitch content and say, hey, what are we going to do in the show today? And try to come up with ideas. You're aiming to have run on, on ESPN, on the TVs, or get used on um, articles online. So you just, your main goal is how can we create content for the company? Great content, beneficial content, and fun content for all the listeners and, and watchers. So, you know, you just focus on, on, on churning out data, churning out stats, and, and being of service to everyone around you. And for me, like, it was so cool because here's a kid fresh out of college, and now I get to work with people that used to like star on, um, on the sports fields, right? So I worked with this guy named Antoine Walker, who was like a superstar for the Boston Celtics when I was growing up, which like I said, I grew up in Massachusetts. So the Celtics were right down the street, really. So here I am, you know, I, I watched this guy play on TV every night as a child. And now, you know, we're sitting in the meeting room, you know, talking about what we're going to do on the show, pitching ideas with him. And then, you know, so just stuff like that, getting to to work with, with some illustrious individuals was uh, probably the coolest part. And then obviously having the opportunity to create content that went, uh, that went up on ESPN or Sports Center or whatever the show was. Because, you know, I was, like I said, I was just a kid who was working for a sports blogging company. And then a year later, I have come up with ideas that are going to use and, and run on ESPN. That's awesome. Did you end up staying in North Carolina or did you go back to Massachusetts? So after um, I stopped working there, I moved back up to Massachusetts. I do a lot I'm right around this pandemic. So just back up here for now. And we'll see where the future takes me. Do you think that North Carolina is a place that you would ever go back to to live? I really enjoyed it. As someone who spent the first 21 years or so in um, in Massachusetts, Carolina was a total different, it was a culture shock, but it was nice. Like I, I loved the weather. The weather was definitely the one thing that stood out. And I don't know if this was just me being there, but they just seem more friendly down there. <laughs> that like grocery stores, restaurants, and it's just a little more laid back than up here in the North, to be honest. And I really enjoyed that. And yeah, I made a lot of uh, great friends down there and and I I really enjoyed my time. Something happened while you were working at ESPN. You got inspired to write a book. At first, when I moved down there, having spent my entire childhood in the North and up through my college years, I didn't know anyone in North Carolina. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family when I first got there. And so I just needed a hobby. I needed something to do when I wasn't at work. You know, I was just running through ideas. Should I pick up a sport? Should I go, you know, paint? Like just something. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) You know what? Let's just try writing. You know, it's just such an easy thing to do with you just all you need is your laptop. I didn't want to write in the house. I was like, you know what? I love getting coffee. I love spending time in coffee shops. And, you know, while I grab my morning coffee and and after my afternoon coffee, why don't I, uh, why don't I just sit there and, and hang out for a little bit and write? And I, so I just started to do that. Like I would just get a coffee and just kind of hang out at the coffee shop, look around, look at what people are doing, you know, just studying people and whatnot, making conversations with people to try to make friends and uh, befriending all the workers. And, and as time went on, you know, as I would sit there and I would, you know, write stuff down, coming up with the concept, I started to like put things together in my head where it was like, 
hey, you know, I have this really strong understanding of sports and I've always wanted to inspire the youth. So I always like that was a burning desire in my mind this whole time. Like I always want to do something to inspire the youth. So keep that in mind. So I was like, I really understand sports. I really want to do something for kids. Like, how can I? And then so I just started typing random stuff down, like sports, kids, productive tendencies, like, okay, like success habits, maybe like a success, a success blueprint. And that was kind of my whole message. I was like, oh, I'll just come up with like a blueprint for kids to, um, I'll interview world-class athletes and I'll ask them about like how they got to the top in terms of like what tendencies or practices do they constantly constantly do to help them succeed and propel to uh, the pinnacle of the profession. So from that point on, once I established the idea, I wrote it down and, and then I just got the wheels turning. How were you able to get a hold of the athletes to interview them? Yeah, that was a crazy process because, you know, if you look at the final product, it's like 16 really, really esteemed individuals highly decorated in their field but uh, I probably reached out to 100 athletes if we're being honest you know minimum 100 150 process I think it went well because number one a lot of the athletes are retired in the project so they had a little bit more time but number two here was someone who was trying to do good and who doesn't want to be a part of a project that's hi I'm you know I'm Jeremy Bandari and I was wondering if I could speak with so-and-so for 25 30 minutes I'm working on a project to inspire the youth and teach them, you know, productive tendencies. So in case, you know, someone out there needs to push in the right direction, you know, that was kind of the pitch. So a lot, that's why I got a lot of monster name players because it's, you know, who everyone can spare 25, 30 minutes to, uh, to do good, to do good for kids. Cause that's what it's all about is helping the next generation. Absolutely. I know you absolutely adored every last person you had a chance to interview. I'm pretty sure. What was the longest interview you had? The longest one? Well, yeah, let me just start off by saying I'm deeply grateful and thankful for all 16 men and women who took a part in in making this happen, number one. But number two, getting to your question, the longest think was uh, my, the UFC fighter who's you know in my mind the best UFC fighter ever and in a lot of people's minds George St. Pierre GSP we I ended up chatting with him um, for uh, for a long time I don't you know I can't stamp a number on it but but it didn't man, feel it like was, a 25 minute type thing or right yeah at first I just I was just so blown away at how, how intellectual and intelligent he was I just felt like such a I don't know. I mean, it was just just getting the opportunity to uh, to speak with someone of that. So to do to do what he did in the in the uh, octagon is it just blows my mind. But then to have an intellectual, to, he's just so intelligent in the way he thinks about things and breaks down the fight and breaks down you know mindset and just everything. I mean, he was. Um, I think he was he was on a fast at the time. And so the first couple minutes, you know, we weren't even going into the questions. He was just explaining to me the science behind fasting and what it meant and all this stuff. And it was just, it was over, I'm going to be honest, it was over my head. And I didn't really understand the science behind it all. But he was just, he just understood everything so clearly. And, and um, gosh, he's just so intelligent. And the conversation was just probably one of my favorite chapters because he just went so in-depth on um, what it's like to be a high, high performing competitor from the mental standpoint, which was great for the book. That is awesome. And kids need that. They need everything that's in that book. That book is a book that everyone could actually benefit from because 
whether you're in sports or in your career, it's like we get inspired and motivated by other people's stories. And it's always good to know how they got there because everybody has a different way of getting there. They were all, in order to get to the top, right, you need to set goals. You, you need to touch on everything that we covered, right? You need to set goals. You need to be disciplined. You, you need to make the sacrifices. You need to think positive. But uh, I think the one major constant was just how calculated each individual was. They just were so, uh, just so present. I think that's the one thing, like, we all, uh, not all of us, but but I think um, if you, if you're not getting the results you want, in life, I think you should really focus or you should look at yourself in the mirror and find out if you're really present in the moment. Um, like I said, the one constant was just how locked in and present each of them were at, um, at each stage of their lives and, and how present they seem to be just by conversing with them for, you know, half hour. Or so you can just tell how present each, uh, each man and woman was and just being able to focus in on, we all have different goals in life, right? Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, want to be millionaires, drive six cars, whatever it is. It's like the one thing they all did, they identified where they wanted to go and they stayed focused until they got the results they wanted. And that's the biggest thing in life. We're all going to take different routes and we're all going to aspire to do different things. But the key is focusing in on whatever it is you desire and taking steps every day to to ensure that you get to there at some point have you ever fasted in your life i have not i i'm someone who i'm big into fitness and exercising but um but i eat like six meals a day i, I i'm a firm believer in like six small meals throughout the day that's just what works for me i know if you're trying to lose weight uh fasting is great a lot there's a lot of diets out there but you got to find what works for you i would never tell someone hey this is what you should do what i what i like to do is offer advice and and offer, you know, science behind it and explain, you know, being in a caloric deficit and, um, you know, maybe cutting back on carbohydrates if you're, uh, depending on what your goals are. But, um, but I, you know, like I said, it's, it's like a personal feel with everything in life. Like you've got to find what works for you. Absolutely. I agree. What would you say that you gained from writing your book? Your Man, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, in like a, in reality, like it was such a blessing for me, like selfishly, to be honest, like to, to get to be able to speak with these people, just be on the phone and listen. I, I tried to not even do too much talking. You know, I had a lot of questions written down, but uh, my main goal was to just listen to what these world class athletes had to say, listen to what they were preaching, listen to what they did so I could immediately instill um, some of these practices into my life. Like, for example, I mean, I was talking to Jason Kidd, who, um, you know, Hall of Fame basketball player, and he's been in movies and whatnot. And, you know, he talked about how he journaled throughout his NBA career and how wow. that was beneficial and, and writing down, you know, not only his goals, but, you know, when things were, when he was playing at a high level, the foods he was eating, the people he was around, the content he was absorbing. You know what I mean? So immediately after that conversation, I kid you not, like I bought a journal, I started writing down goals, I started writing down whatever was coming to mind, good thoughts, bad thoughts, when things were going well, who was I around? And, and was I watching a lot of TV? Or was I reading? Or these are the foods I was eating, and I was going to bed at this time when, you know, I was having good days, you know, whatever it was that uh, pertained to my individual lifestyle. And so just stuff like that, like I would just pick up on things they said, or maybe it was the foods they ate, or you know, the mental preparation they talk about ahead of their big games, maybe I, and then I could immediately instill that into if I had a big day uh, at work or a big 
something in my life where I needed to be really focused on being present and succeed, you know, I would, I would take what they said about certain mental exercises that they did. So I, I just, you know, when you read the book, you'll see there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff that we touch, a lot of stuff that you can, it do, doesn't matter if you're an athlete, an actor, singer, just whatever walk of life you, you choose, uh, you can immediately instill these practices in your life to, to better yourself. And that's what, that's what's so awesome about it. Wow. So you, you gained quite a bit, sounds like. Absolutely. What inspires you? Um, that's such a great question. What inspires me is just helping others, I think. I think my main goal is to positively impact millions of lives, however I can do that, whether that's through writing, whether that's whatever opportunity I'm given in the future. I just want to positively impact people and teach them that anything is possible. Because if you really put your mind to something, you can do anything. I wasn't someone who whoever, you know, thought about writing a book or something, it was just kind of stumbled. And I just was open to uh, the idea of it. And then, you know, a year later, it, it came to fruition. So my biggest thing is like, however, I can inspire and help people and show people that, you know, the beauties in life. I know it's hard to see a lot of times for people, especially uh, during these trying times. But life is really, it's all perception and how you look at it. And that's what I'm trying to teach these, teach everyone I come in contact with and and just being there to, to assist people who, who might need a helping hand and, and showing them to set goals. And, hey, if you want to get to a high level, you got to make these sacrifices. Hey, you, your social circle is very important. You may not think so, but you start to become like a percentage of the people that you surround yourself with. So let's, you know, let's keep an eye on that. And it's, it's just, let's eat these foods and make sure to shy away from sugar and, and you know, and things of that nature. So. I just want to be uh, be there for people in my inner circle to to provide you know beneficial information, and, and be be someone who, like I said, who, who can just positively impact as many people as possible. As far as friends or who you hang around with, at what age would you say it's important for young people to be concerned with who they hang out with? I think as as soon as you can start making decisions on your own, really. I think when you're a child, it's tough. Obviously, you know, your parents set up play dates or whatnot. Most of the time, maybe it's someone on your sports team or someone on your dance team that you end up hanging out with after your practice. But like I said, as soon as you can start making decisions, and whether that's middle school, high school age, and it's just so important because if you're around good people, if you're around people that are better than you, at something you're going to, it's going to elevate your game and whatever that is, if that's math or if that's, you know, basketball, it's like being around people who are better than you at something will, will automatically inherently cause you to want to improve in that particular field. So that's a big thing. It's like, if you, you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, am I around people that can make me better? Number one, number two, or that's, you know, that's a stage. Most importantly, am I around people that are making me happy and helping me grow? I mean, that's, look yourself in the mirror whenever you hear this and, and it takes, you know, seriously do it right now and just focus in on that. Am I around people that are helping make me happy and helping me grow in life? That's the biggest thing. And if, and if the answer is not unequivocally yes, then you got to, you know, start to make decisions and start to make changes because it's, you know, being around the wrong group of people is detrimental to your growth and in uh, your time on earth because, um, it's like I said, it's just so important to surround yourself with positive, uplifting individuals because you become a, per a certain percentage of those people. Absolutely. 
Have you thought about going to high schools and middle schools to talk with kids and and share your story, talk about your book and Yeah, it's funny. I had um I had a meeting prior to all this COVID stuff. I had a meeting with my high well, former high school English teacher and we actually uh adopted Trust to Grind as part of the summer reading as an option for summer reading rather, which was great. And I was I was set to go in and speak to all the classes. And in both my high school and middle school. And uh, I was going to see how that went and maybe, you know, carried over to whoever else wanted, um, wanted to have, wanted to chat and just uh, whoever else I can inspire and uplift and, and, you know, give these big motivational speeches and whatnot just to help people. So unfortunately, due to the pandemic, that did not happen. But, you know, there's endless opportunities in the future to do great things. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that and, and seeing the chances and the opportunities that, that may arise in, in the near future, hopefully. Were you able to pick up new hobbies during COVID-19? I scripted my first fictional project, which um, I'm hoping to turn into like a, a short motion picture film. So I'm still, you know, working out the kinks on that, you know, trying to improve upon it. As far as other hobbies, man, I got into... Trying to think what else. It's been tough, uh, but uh, I've just been listening to a lot of music. I've been studying... Um, some of uh I'm a big like rap hip hop fan, so I've just been kind of listening to newer songs and and trying to really focus in on some of the classic records and uh get, learning more about the history behind those and, and stuff like that. I'm just kind of like uh like I said I'm like a sports nerd, but I'm also like I just like entertainment in general so um i'm I'm getting into like the history of rap and whatnot. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so now we have to ask you a few questions. Here we go. What is your favorite sport? I love, I, I'm going to say an unpopular answer, which is baseball, because I just grew up, you know, a huge Red Sox fan, but right behind it is basketball. But but seriously, my favorite sport, as boring it is it, as it may seem, is still baseball. I just, there's something about going to a live game live and, uh, you know, getting a hot dog and just hanging out and just uh, laughing with your friends and, and watching the game. And take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Who's your favorite rapper? Drizzy. Shout out Drake down. The GOAT, in my opinion, the greatest artist of all time. He's my favorite, but uh, I love so many. I love Kanye. I love Lil Wayne. I love Nas. I love Jay-Z. I love J. Cole. I, you know, the list goes on forever, you know, mm-hmm. but... Um, now, J. Cole has crazy. a different type of music, isn't it? Like, his is more... Isn't J. Cole more of a singer? 
Yeah, I mean, he raps, he sings. I really liked uh, his album 2014 Forest Hills Drive. It's like, mm-hmm. I, it, to me, is one of my favorite albums. I just like resonated with it. I just could understand it. And um, I like when I can like tie it, the music into my own personal life. And I was able to do that with that album. So shout out to J. Cole. Oh, right on. That's nice. All right. Yeah. So now I'm going to take you into the, if you had to go back to 2010 in that time frame, what's that? That's like 10 years ago. What would you say was your favorite movie? One that you uh, watched over and over again or just, just stuck with you? See, as I got older, I would have said like Goodfellas or like Scarface. But as when a kid, did- that I, I wouldn't have... Um, <laughs> when did I you discover Scarface and Goodfellas? What about what? I I, I, uh, I probably saw them when I was younger, but I really like high school, college, or college probably. I really got into um, just that whole that whole vibe of just uh, taking on, you know, doing whatever it takes, man, to succeed. But um, but no, as a kid, uh, favorite movie, fourteen years. Uh, I really like The Dark Knight. Uh, the Batman Dark Knight with uh, mm-hmm. with Heath Ledger as the Joker. I thought that was that. I think that came out in like '08. So that was to me the Heath Ledger performance in that as the Joker is is all time. It's it's probably the best ever. So that was a great movie in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was too. And then, what would you say your favorite movie was? over the last two to three years definitely goodfellas like all time to me goodfellas is like the greatest movie ever like it's the most well put together martin scorsese is just such a genius and a couple other i also like that once upon a time in hollywood movie that came out recently what else scarface like i said rocky i love all the rockies sylvester stallone i'm a huge fan what is it that everybody loves about goodfellas (laughs) it's such a classic like it's just so (laughs) well written it's so well written it's so well put together and just keeps you on edge and you're rooting for the bad guy there's just something about rooting for the villain you know what I mean like there's just something about rooting for the villain the rooting for the person who's doing no what no good to to society and uh, I don't know you just get so you get for some the way it's filmed and the way it's scripted you get so attached to the storyline you get so attached to the criminals and uh it's just so beautiful and and it's based off a true story which also makes it even more appealing because you know I've, I've listened to interviews and some of the people in that lifestyle the gangster lifestyle they said that's one of the best depictions of mm. uh, of the reality of the situation which to me that makes it even cooler i'm i'm a someone who like i resonate more towards the based on a true story films and so, like, when I heard that about Goodfellas, like, it was a wrap. I was like, this is the best movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen The Godfather? Yeah, the- yeah, I've seen all of those. Godfather's oh, okay. really good. That's great. That's classic. That is as classic as it gets. It's definitely, you know, an all-time movie. But you can um, a whole but, day of it. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's so freaking long. So it's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of hard, especially for me. I have a short attention span. So, like, it, but you're asking me to sit down for three and a half hours, you know, I got to have nothing to do, but, but no, I, I love that entire series. And what would you say is your favorite book? Oh, favorite book. I'm going to say the alchemist probably. It's my favorite fiction book. I, it's just such a great plot and it's such a great, the underlying message in it is so powerful and people who really understand it will, will, 
make immediate changes probably right after reading it. And that's the whole mess. That's the whole point, right? Is if I'm going to watch a movie or if I'm going to read something, if I'm going to listen to something, I should, um, it should be beneficial content to help me in life. Right. And that's, at least in my opinion, that's what I think good art does is when I admire it, how can I use it to make myself better and help myself improve and, and, and help someone else, you know, teach someone else about um, the principles they discussed or whatnot. So the Alchemist, I love I'm trying to think of like some nonfiction projects. I have some books hung up. I don't know. I'm a big self-help guy. I love absorbing positive content. Me too. To keep... Really? That's yeah. awesome. So, uh, how to win friends and influence people, outliers, the power of positive thinking, you know, all the classics. So wow, it's so just, you... You, you yeah, actually are a reader. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge reader. I just, like I said, I just love absorbing beneficial content. Like, I love watching sports for the greatness. It's inspiring to see what these athletes, like the, the top, the top premier athletes, so what they can actually do on the court or on the field. Like, it's super inspiring and it makes me, you know, want to work hard and, and whatever I just, whatever industry I'm in, like, I want to be the best at that after watching the best, right? So that's, uh, there's that with sports and then in film I see great acting and I'm like oh I want to be great at what I do and and with books like I said the type of content that I like to ingest is usually always positive positive material so it just helps me keep that positive mindset because in life like if you don't have your mind right you have nothing I don't care how skilled you are at at whatever field you're in if you don't have your mind right you're not gonna be successful you're not gonna flourish so it's so important to to absorb positive material and constantly absorb positive material. It's not good enough to read a, a self-help book and then the next month never absorb anything that's not similar along those lines of what you um, ingested in that particular product. Like It's like you have to always keep yourself accountable and whether it's surrounding yourself with people who are uplifting and positive, like I said, but if you're not, you know, if you don't have that great uh, circle of friends, then you should do your, do, you know, go on the internet, endless videos on YouTube that will better your day, that will brighten your day and that will help you along the way. And so it's like, there's videos on YouTube, there's endless books out there that you can just open up to random pages. There's affirmations you can read to, uh, to put yourself oh, in the right look mood. At you. Look at you yeah. talking authentic talks language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Journaling you talked about and yep, self-help. Yep, yep. Hey, I'm right along the lines. I'm, I was born for this type of stuff. So it's, I'm right there with you. So I, I, it's like, there's so much out there. There's so much you can do. The biggest thing is finding individuals like yourself and, and other people who are also on that, on that wave, who are also looking to do good things and who are also looking to stay motivated, stay positive and, and, and just get the best out of themselves and become the best version of themselves. Absolutely. Cause it's been tough with the way our, the vibes or the energy that we have right now in, in this world, it's like we definitely have to take care of ourselves because we have a lot going on. We got COVID-19. It's just a lot for people to, you know, digest and take in. Did you read your own book yet? No, I haven't really read it front to back. You know what? The big thing with me now, I'm so lazy, but but I'm more of like an audible person. I like listening to the books. Once I listened to my first book, I was like, well, I don't know if I'll ever pick up a book again. <laughs> but because um, it's just you're just so like it's such a privilege you just sit back and you know you can lie down in your bed and just have a book going or just be on the treadmill and have a book going or whatever like it's just you don't have to hold it it's just so I think my book is, is actually coming to audible in a month or so 
I was just so, about to ask you that. <laughs> so someone, um, I just got in contact with the person who's doing, I guess there's voiceover people who do it. And this person, you know, reached out to me and, and came up with the idea to do it. And I was like, yeah, I was, I was all for it. So he's done like hundreds of voiceovers. He's actually done some voiceovers for like video game characters and he's he's been in movies so it's like it's it was it was something that uh, was brought to me and i was i was happy to sign off on because it's he's got a lot behind it i've never done it and uh you know i'd probably slip up and have to redo it and whatnot because i get so like you know as you can tell i get kind of like amped up sometimes mm -hmm. just out of nowhere so it, you know maybe it's best off if someone with experience did it got it well that's <laughs> exciting coming to audible what do people do they download an app I've listened to a couple of audiobooks and I, I agree with you, but I still like to pick the book up and read it. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm that old school girl, you know. No, you know, I'm someone who like, I, I still buy the books, you know, and I still buy like rap vinyls. Like I, I literally have one here, a Jay-Z record. Like I, oh. um, I don't know if you can see this. So like, I'm obsessed with like the physical holding, you know, to me, there's something about like physical art, even like toys. Like I have this little Biggie Smalls doll. Like oh. I just love, like, <laughs> I love showing appreciation for artists for in any field, sport, music, film, whatever. I just, that's someone I aspire to be or, or what. And I take messages from their career and instill them in my own walk of life, like I said. So uh, there's something, I, I totally am with you with like purchasing the, the physical book. There's something to actually holding a piece of art. And that'll always be there. But yeah, you know what? Maybe, you know, I think you inspired me to push off from the Audible and get back to holding it and actually reading it uh, page by page. So my next book, I'll, uh, I promise I'll, I'll do it the old fashioned way. We'll have to check in with you. <laughs> hold me accountable. Please, please hold me accountable. That'll force me to, uh, to really stick to it. So that'll be good. Yeah. You guys who are tuning in, holding a book is really cool. The Audible is cool as well, but there's nothing like that book, you know. And like Jeremy mentioned, like even if you do the Audible, it's really good to help to support the artist, the author of the book mm. and to have it. Yeah, that's a good thing. Helps to yeah. build us up, build our, you know, that discipline, holding the book. I try to get my son, he reads. I got, I have kids that are readers. Oh, really? Yeah, that is a blessing. See, it when is. I was a child, I was like, you know, I was like a bookworm. And then as I got a little older, I kind of shied away from it. And then and then I went right back into it. So don't be scared if you know, they start to put the books down. I'm not sure how old your children are. But don't be scared if there's ever a time in life where they're not reading because they can always pick it back up tomorrow. I have one sixteen. <laughs> At home and an eight-year-old. The eight-year-old is okay. all down. He's like, give me a book. He's into it yeah. really heavy. Ahead of his age and everything. But the 16-year-old, oh, it has to be like really like, you know, like he read one recently. One of the ladies that was on the show, he read that one and he loved it. Okay. He's like, that was pretty good. He was surprised that he actually was able to get through the whole book. He had that desire because he's on this like positive train where he loves to be inspired and motivated and stuff like that. So he likes that stuff. Hey, give, make sure he gets a copy of Trust the Grind. Absolutely. That would be awesome. I will. <laughs> so where can we find your book? Yeah, the best way is uh, if you just type in Trust the Grind, it'll come right up. But best way is, is definitely Amazon. So just going to Amazon, typing in Trust the Grind. It's on Google Books. It's on, you know, it's on Target. 
and a couple other platforms, Barnes and Noble and other platforms. But I think the easiest way in life, Amazon runs the world now. So the easiest way is just going over to Amazon and typing in Trusted Drive. Got it. Because I think Barnes and Noble, I drove by there the other day and they were not open. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant like the Barnes and Noble online. Um, I'm not oh. sure if it'll be uh, in in your present Barnes and Noble at this point. I don't know how it all works with the COVID and whatnot. So yeah, just the easiest way is, is Amazon.com. If people wanted to find you, how can they find you? Yeah, I'm on social, Twitter, Instagram, at Jeremy the Grind, J-E-R-E-M-Y-T-H-E-G-R-I-N-D. And that's that. I also have Facebook, my first and last name, Jeremy Vandari. And if you go and follow me, it's usually just positive. Like, it's just like this, where I'm just talking about being better and uplifting and why you should believe in yourself and don't take no for an answer and things of that nature. So, yeah, I'm just here. Like I said, I'm here to inspire and pick someone up who might need to push in the right direction. Are you on, like, TikTok yet? <laughs> no, I have been told to. I have friends who make funny videos. I It's a little too much for me. Like, I don't... It's confusing. It seems confusing with the music. And is it easy to pick up or I, I would like not, to create content. I'm, I'm not on there yet, but I was thinking about it. I think all you have to do is just like, just, you just go to the left and the right and then hold your book. And then... <laughs> <laughs> People do all kinds of things, yeah. like all kinds of things. So it's like nothing. It's not like it's a pattern of like, it doesn't have to be the same thing that everyone else is doing. It makes it more interesting to see these random things, you know? And yeah. so I was looking at it and I'm thinking about it. Yeah. The clips I've seen were all just people being silly and like, you know, doing yeah. skits and whatnot, which I love. I love like funny content. That's another thing. Like make sure you're, you're, you're laughing every day. People, you gotta, you gotta laugh. So find what makes you laugh. Find people that make you laugh and laugh at yourselves because you know, it's all about having fun, keeping it light and, and accomplishing whatever you put your mind to. So, uh, and laughing is really important. So that's why I, I was thinking about getting TikTok because I have people that, you know, send me these funny videos and, um, you know, I'm crying, laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I need to just, but the thing is like, if I download these apps and if I go on YouTube sometimes, and I'm just sitting there for 30 minutes, just laughing at, you know, for, for like an hour sometimes, <laughs> just like stupid videos or people being silly and which is great. I love laughing. I love having fun. But I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's 30 minutes. I can't get back. You know, I could have been creating. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's worth but, it. Though. They, uh, they say it's yeah. good for your soul. Laughing is like good medicine, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, they say even smiling, even if it's a fake smile, is good to alleviate anxiety symptoms in, inside. So even if it's fake, just the act, the physical act of smiling will will do wonders for you. So so yeah, I agree. There is just something to expressing happiness and laughter and, and adoration for things. Do you have like an insert of your book that you can share with us on the show? This section is about why you should write down your goals and say them out loud, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into a paragraph. I said, in another study, Dr. Gail Matthews, a psychology professor at the Dominican University in California, divided 267 men and women into two different groups. One group consisting of individuals who wrote down their goals and the other group who uh, made up of those who did not. No shocker here. Those who scribbled down their objectives were 42% more likely to achieve them. Okay, so... You're 42%, and now I'm just talking, you're 42% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down than if you don't. Okay, and then I wrote, scientifically speaking, 
all of our brains have a left and right hemisphere. When you ponder something that you desire, you turn on the right hemisphere. However, when you think about this desire and scribble it down, you also activate your left hemisphere, the logic-based side of your brain. Simply writing down your goals activates a logical part of your brain that otherwise would not have been tapped into had you only thought about those goals. So hmm. just That's writing it. down goals is triggering an entire section in your brain that would not have been triggered had you just thought about it, you know? So that was our two paragraphs. Just goes to show there's a lot of good stuff in there. That was just two random paragraphs, and that's something you can immediately do right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's Trust the Grind for you in a nutshell. Reading positive stuff, reading about these athletes and how they got to where they were at, and uh, the practices they and the positive uh, productive tendencies that they constantly took part in to help them grow, like saying your goals out loud. So oh. say your goals out loud, write them down, hang that's out with awesome. the right people, you know, stuff like that. So that's what it's all about. Right on. That's good stuff. I love it. Wow, Jeremy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a pleasure talking to you. I like that you're on this positive train. It's good. We need that. Young people need to have people reaching back for them and putting their hand out and helping them to pull them forward too, you know? Yeah. First of all, I had a blast on here. But second of all, you know, if you're out there, someone out there is listening and maybe they're a little down or they're not where they want to be just reach out like i like i gave the social handles and you know where to find me so just reach out and um maybe you don't have that immediate person in your life but you know i if you are comfortable with you know sharing your story and i i would love to help in any fashion so it doesn't matter how you could be older than me you know just anyone if i can help you in any fashion uh you let me know it's just always good to chat and connect with people because i'm like i said i'm just looking to lift people up and help those in need. I love it. You guys, the name of that book is called Trust the Grind. And Jeremy, again, can be found on Instagram, Facebook. Did you say Twitter as well? Yep. Twitter is Jeremy the Grind, just like Instagram. All right. And on Twitter. I'm going to find you on Twitter as well. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) All right, Jeremy. Thank you so much. And that book, you guys, you can get it on Amazon.com. You can also find it on barnesandnoble.com and trust the grind how world-class athletes got to the top i love it yep good stuff here's this little quote at the top from george st pierre and it says you're not going to achieve what you want if you stay in your comfort zone you need to go get it in life nobody will give you anything you need to make it happen so right off the bat we're inspiring Wow, you guys, I enjoyed Jeremy coming on and sharing how he was inspired to write his book and the fact that 16 athletes talked with Jeremy and Jeremy was able to take that information and put it into a book called Trust the Grind. I actually picked the book up and I have it for my 16 year old who's reading it now. And I also have it for my eight year old who is also reading it. The difference between the two is that one is a little further in the reading and it's taking my eight-year-old a little longer, just reading a little slower because he's able to process that information and say, oh, this was, this happened. And, And it's so interesting to see how they're both getting information from the book. And if you have young kids in your house, 
teenagers, it doesn't matter. Even for yourself as an adult, it's it's interesting to read this book because we're all able to pull something out of the book. And I, I personally love giving the gift of books to young people. And I think as parents or, or just adults that it's it's a great way for us to introduce reading to the kids and especially now that it's summer with COVID-19 it's a great way for them to take in positive information. Terrell Owens, Jimmy Johnson, Dina Castor, Devin Hester, Jason Kidd. I mean you guys pick the book up it's a great read. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Shantae with Authentic Talks.